February the 8th. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you've given us, Lord God, your word. You've given us, you send us Jesus Christ, Lord, to teach us about you and to make known you, Father in heaven. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord God, that you sent Jesus as our Savior, as our as our substitution for our sins, Lord. Thank you that you brought us out of Egypt and you placed us in a good land, Lord. A land of honey and milk. Thank you, Lord, that we're free of debt, we're free of bondage, and no more loneliness, Lord. We have fellowship in the Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us uh, this time we have. The uh, the richness, Lord God, and the abundance, Lord God, of having time and health and resources to enjoy that health. And use them at your will, Lord, for your discretion. We thank you, Lord, that we may be able to help others, Lord God, and add to their joy, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you give us wisdom, wisdom for the journey. Amen. We thank you. We say to wisdom, wisdom, you are my sister, you are my helper. Amen. Understanding, you are my king's Amen. Uh, relative, and you're here with us, Lord. Wisdom and understanding, you carry us, Lord. And we thank you for those things. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus Christ's name. name. Amen. Amen, Lord. Exodus. Awesome. Exodus. 38, 1 through 43. Ahí vamos. Dale gas, Fernando. Call for Moses? Uh -oh. <laughs> Amen. Okay, here we go. Call for your Moses brother Aaron and his sons Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Set them apart from the rest of the people of Israel so they may minister to me and be my priests. Make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Instruct all the skillful craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make Garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as priests set apart for my service. These are the garments they are, they are to make a chest piece of an ephod, a robe, a pattern tunic, a turban, a sash. They are to make these sacred red garments for your brother Aaron and his sons to wear when they serve me as priests. So give them fine linen, cloth, gold. Tread and blue, purple, and scarlet, and tread. Go ahead and take over now. Okay. Um, the craftsmen's. Okay, the craftsmen's must make the ephod of finely woven linen and skillfully embroidered it with gold and with purple, blue, purple, and scarlet thread. It will consist of two pieces front and back joined at the shoulders with two shoulder pieces the decorative sash will be made of the same materials finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue purple and scarlet thread take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the tribes of Israel okay six names will be on each stone arranged in the order of the births of the original sons of Israel Engrave these names on the two stones in the same way a jeweler engraves a seal. Wow. Then mount the stones in settings 
of gold filigree. Fasten the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that Aaron represents the people of Israel. Aaron will carry these names on his shoulders as a constant reminder whenever he goes before the Lord. Make the settings of gold filigree, then braid two cords of pure gold and attach them to the filigree set settlings on the shoulders of the ephod. Then with great skill and care make a chess piece to be worn for seeking a decision from God. Make it to match the ephod using finely woven linen embroidered with gold and blue, purple and scarlet thread. Make the chess piece of a single piece of cloth folded to form a pouch nine inches to form a pouch nine inches square. Mount four rows of gemstones on it. The first row will contain a red carnelian, a pale green peridot, and an emerald. The second row will contain a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli and a white moonstone. The third row will contain an orange hasinet, an ag agate and a purple amethyst. No wonder I like purple. The fourth row will contain a blue-green beryl, an ox and a green jasper. All these stones will be set in gold filigree. Each stone will represent one of the twelve sons of Israel, and the name of that tribe will be engraved on it like a seal. To attach the chest piece to the ephod, make braided cords of pure gold thread. Then make two gold rings and attach them to the top of the corners of the chest piece. Tie the two gold cords to the two rings on the chest piece. Tie the other ends of the cards to the gold settings on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then make two more gold rings and attach them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. Then make two more gold rings and attach them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. And make two more gold rings and attach them to the front of the ephod below the shoulder pieces just above the knot where the decorative sash is fastened to the ephod. Then attach the bottom rings of the chest piece to the rings on the ephod with blue cords. This will hold the chest piece, chest piece securely to the ephod above the decorative sash. In this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on the sacred chest piece. Over his heart, in this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on the sacred chest piece over his heart when he goes into the holy place. This will be a continual reminder that he represents the people when he comes before the Lord. Insert the Urim and the Thummim into the sacred chess piece. 
so they will be carried over Aaron's heart when he goes into the Lord's presence. In this way, Aaron will always carry over his heart the objects used to determine the Lord's will for the people whenever he goes before the Lord. Make the robe that is worn with the ephod from a single piece of blue cloth with an opening for Aaron's head in the middle of it. Reinforce the opening with a woven collar so it will not tear. Make pomegranates out of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and attach them to the hem of the robe with gold bells between them. The gold bells and pomegranates are to alternate all around the hem. Aaron will wear this robe whenever he ministers before the Lord and the bells will tinkle as he goes in and out of the Lord's presence in the holy place. <laughs> if he wears it, he will not die. Beautiful. Wow. Next, make a medallion of pure gold and engrave it like a seal with these words. Holy to the Lord. Attach the medallion with a blue cord to the front of Aaron's turban, where it must remain. Aaron must wear it on the forehead so he may take it on himself any guilt of the people of Israel when they consecrate their sacred offerings. He must always wear it on his forehead so the Lord will accept the people. Okay. Uh, weave Aaron's patterned tunic from fine linen cloth Fashion the turban from this linen as well. Also make a sash and decorate it with colorful embroidery. For Aaron's sons, make tunics, sashes, and special head coverings that are glorious and beautiful. Clothe your brother Aaron and his sons with these garments and then anoint and ordain them. Consecrate them so they can serve as my priests. Also make linen undergarments for them to be worn next to their bodies reaching from their hips to their thighs. These must be worn whenever Aaron and his sons enter the tabernacle or approach the altar in the holy place to perform their priestly duties. Then they will not incur guilt and die. This is a permanent law for Aaron and all his descendants after him. <laughs> Matthew 25:31-26:13. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates sheep. From the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on the, his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. 
I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will cry, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger, naked or sick in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refused to help the least of these of my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to the disciples, As you know, Passover begins in two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. At the same time, the leading priests and elders were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas, the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this, what a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume to me, on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Okay, Psalm 31, 9-18. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. I'm dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness. Sin has drained my strength. I'm wasting away from within. I am scorned by all my enemies and despised by my neighbors. Even my friends are afraid to come near me. When they see me on the street, they run the other way. I'm ignored as if I were dead, as if I were a broken pot. I have heard the many rumors about me, and I'm surrounded by terror. My enemies conspire against me plotting to take my life. But I'm trusting you, O Lord, saying you are my God. 
My future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. Let your favor shine on your servant in your unfailing love. Rescue me. Don't let me be disgraced, O Lord, for I call out to you for help. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them be lie silent in the grave. Silence their flying lips, those proud and arrogant lips that accuse the godly. And Proverbs 8, 12 to 13 says, I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Amen. Okay, I'm going to read the uh, meditation, the Matthew 20, 2540. Go for it, it's God's will. 2540, where it says, uh, And they will go away into eternal punishment. Excuse me, oh, wrong one. And the king, she will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are doing it to me. Amen. Many ask who the brothers and sisters are in Matthew 25:40. Some believe they are the Jews. Others say they are all Christians. Still, others say they are suffering people everywhere. Who exactly are we to feed, clothe, and visit? Such a question to, to, is similar to the lawyer's earlier question to Jesus. Who is my neighbor? Luke 10, 29. The point of this parable is not who is being served, but who is serving. What, what's important is serving where service is needed. We should love every person and serve anyone we can. Such love for others glorifies God because... It embodies his love for them. Amen. Okay, Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for today's reading. And we also read the most asked questions. Are we saved by doing good works? Jesus did not teach salvation by works. He taught the necessity of conversion. Conversion is an internal reorientation towards God by an act of God's grace which results in a life of obedience good works are the natural consequences of a relationship with Jesus Christ Jesus promises blessings and rewards to those who live in accord with with God's will Matthew 5 3 12 consequently righteousness is required of those who want to enter the kingdom Matthew 5 22 Faith that does not result in works is not saving faith. The concept of salvation by grace alone has been misapplied, leading to a dichotomy between faith and works. Salvation is not achieved by works, but neither is it without works. <laughs> okay, what did you think of what you read about Matthew? Bill? Yeah, you know, I... I like, let's see, a couple things. 
you know, I like the way Jesus is going to come, and like a shepherd, the Lord's our shepherd, you know, we're his sheep, he's going to separate the goats and the sheep, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and, um, and he puts us in his right hand, but the goats are on the left, so right, for righteousness, right, you know, how the Bible always refers to his mighty right hand, everything on the right is righteous, so we're going to the right hand, Lord, we thank you for that, um, you know, it's really interesting as I was reading the part where it said, Come you who are blessed by my Father. They said, Then the king will say to those on the right, Come you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. So it's beautiful how from the foundations of the world and the creation, this has already been predestined for us righteous people. And it, it says, um, He will... Um, he said, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom, prepared for you. Like, it's almost like I saw this big, like, this is all for you. You own this. I prepared it for you. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. um, and it says, for when I was hung, for I was hungry, you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. You know, it, it just kind of feels like, um, there's people that are out there doing works like you read in the, in the thing. I'm, I'm doing this, I'm working, I'm working, but I'm not extending the hand to the people who need it. And I'm just focused on the self-effort to get myself into the kingdom. Kind of like the Pharisees were. Remember, the Pharisees didn't want anybody healed on the Sabbath. The Pharisees, like, they were just so holy, holy. Um, but there's people right now, like I've been telling you every day, people need help. They need help. They need to know that God is a good God, that he's a healing God, that he's a providing God. You know, that they need to become more intimate with the with the Father and know the, the truth about what Jesus did on the cross. So in these scenarios, I was just kind of like, what I got was, um, you know, um, when when I was hungry, you, you fed me. Okay, when somebody doesn't know where to turn, you know, if you feed them the Word of God to where they can receive it, not so much come way high on their, this level, but you're feeding them little nuggets of the of what's in the scriptures to encourage them you know they're hungry for something but they mm -hmm. don't don't know what i'm just kind of looking at this from a from the body of christ perspective um so now and i'm thirsty when i'm thirsty for the water the, the lord says you know out of your belly shall flow rivers of water you know that's what we're meant to be we're meant to walk in this this life abundantly and when you're hungry and you're thirsty, there's a, there's a famine inside of you that your spirit and so, your soul's not receiving the manna from heaven. Okay, that's kind of what I know. It's kind of deep, but um, and and just even those who are uh, that we don't know, you know, extending a hand to somebody you don't know um, that's naked, naked, you know, self-efforts. Um, nakedness that's just they don't have anywhere to turn they don't know where to turn um they're not clothed with a robe of righteousness because they don't they don't understand what jesus did you know came to do for them the unsaved um and then um it says when i was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me 
it's like you know hey I you know people need healing they need um, they're oppressed by the enemy you know they're in bondage to in prison to other to, to things that that you know they need to be broken out of whether it's addictions or it's you know pornography or it's um, poverty or you know self-esteem issues identity issues um, you know and and the church tends to cast people aside and not you know do what well, Jesus does. They try to their best and they always yeah. get stung by the same people that come yeah, and, so, and, and eat their lunch. Yeah, so I, that's kind because of, he said, I, I, go away because you're not going to get this um, when you refuse to help the least of my brothers. Hey, you know, you got tattooed, don't come in here. You know, you're gay, don't come in here. You know, I mean, it's just there's a lot of hurting people out there and, and I think that that might be how I how I just was reading that oh, I don't know um, yeah so it, and it's interesting how um, I like that it says meanwhile Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon and see here it says Simon a man who previously had leprosy when I, fir, when I first read it, I didn't pick up that he had previously had it. So obviously he got healed by Jesus. So he's in this house with, um, you know, the woman with the alabaster box and a man who had leprosy. So he's just, um, you know, this woman gave him her best. You know, and the disciples didn't see it that way. They thought, well, we could sell that perfume and get money for it, you know. So, anyways, good good deal. Hey Amen. Good thing. And I like it. it says in Proverbs uh, eight twelve to thirteen, wisdom live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to discover knowledge and discernment. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption, and perverse speech. Proverbs Not for Grace, that song it's called. Where would I be? My heart, my Savior's ransom me. Unending Grace. Mm -hmm. 
sweet the sound My God, my Savior Has welcomed me All is possibly God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we ask you that your will of fellowship and meetings for Randy to take place. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. It is written, I will. Amen. Well, yes. Okay, you can try. We'll be there next. Maybe text him and tell him what time to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happens um, when you get depressed. You don't want to talk to anybody. I remember being there. Lord, comma, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Question mark. Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Question mark. Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Question mark. Or naked and give you clothing? Question mark. When did we ever see you sick or in prison? And visit you? Question mark. And the king will say, comma, I tell you the truth, comma, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. 